Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Why do ghost hunters like to use GPS? I don't know. Why? Because it leads them straight to ghosts, poltergeists, and spirits. Whoa! It's an anniversary episode of Spoop Hour. Woohoo! dark and stormy night on Spoop Hour Anniversary Eve. It literally is. It literally <laughs> is. So if you hear rumbling in the background, we're currently experiencing a massive fucking thunderstorm. If we lose power, we'll let you know, but it will not impact this recording because we're operating on battery. We are, yes. And actually, it let up just enough for us to get out of our car and into our house mm-hmm. because we now live in a place that lets us park in front of our front door. It's a fucking miracle. It's a fucking miracle. Because it's our anniversary, we have special snacks. Mm -hmm. I have already housed the majority of my light quantity of frozen yogurt, heavy amount of toppings. Mm -hmm. Sasha is now housing her waffle. Mm -hmm. And we are recording late at night on a Saturday because we just did our anniversary ghost tour. So Sasha, do you want to tell them who we are? Yeah, I'm Sasha. Hi, Sasha. For the record, it's not any waffle. It's a dessert waffle. It's one of those Hong Kong waffles where it's like bumpy instead of having the holes. It's so good. Sasha is living her best crazy rich Asians life right now. It's really good. So I'm Sasha. Hello. This is Courtney. Hello. We are a paranormal comedy podcast and we've been on for a a year. Yeah. I mean, technically when you're listening to this, tomorrow is our anniversary. Our first episode was posted on September 5th, 2017. And this episode will go live on September 4th, 2018. But still, it's our anniversary episode. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about how for our anniversary, we're going to go stay in a ghost haunted hotel. We still want to do that. We just didn't have time before our actual anniversary. Mm -hmm. So as filler, we went on a local ghost tour. Yep, it was like a basically colonial, what, 17th, 18th, 19th century. 18th, 19th century, yeah tour of Old Town Alexandria. Which is semi-local to us. It's about a half hour away. Mm-hmm. Don't murder us, you fucking dickheads. They, we they survived know, a they year. Know, they know we live outside of D.C. They do. And if you come for me, I'll kill you first. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the tour we did, do you want to play our special anniversary game? We absolutely should. So listeners who, this is not your first episode. If this is your first episode, I'm so sorry. This is going to be a little bit different than our typical episodes Mm -hmm. just because it's our anniversary. So we're doing a particularly navel-gazy game because Mm -hmm. usually our games are paranormal themed, but today's game is called Podcast Co-Hosts. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. Which, if you watch BoJack Horseman, you understand why. You understand why. So, we each are going to take turns reading five statements. Some are true, some are false. Mm -hmm. And then the other person has to guess which are true facts about us and which are things that we made up. So, it's a game to see how well we know each other after how many years? 15 years of friendship? Yeah, basically. 14 years. Uh, 14, it'll be 15 next, yeah, in 2019. Yeah, in 2019, it'll be 15 years. We're old. We are a teenage, like we are a like high schooler. We are the age that we were when we met. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's ridiculous. Huh. 
Where do we get somebody for your 15th anniversary? Tell us, listeners. Spookhour.gmail.com. Yeah, <laughs> DM us on Twitter or Instagram where we are. Because we missed all the other anniversaries. We weren't counting. We're no. old ladies now. We're so old and we can only count to 15. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you for go first. podcast co-hosts, what do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. Yeah. Okay. Statement number one. I met Hillary Clinton in a Walmart. This sounds so ridiculous it could be true, but it's not. It, it's not. It is. It is. You've said both. Which is your answer? It is. It is true. Yep. When I was in the sixth grade was when Hillary's uh, Living History book came out, oh. and my mom took me out of school early to go buy copies of this book. My mom at the time was not a big fan of Hillary Clinton. My parents were Republican at the time. And I was in sixth grade and I was like, yeah, okay. And the goal was to get them signed so that eventually they would be worth a bunch of money. And Hillary Clinton, for some reason, for her book tour, was touring Walmarts and signing copies of her book. So even though I was the youngest person there by like 20 years, (laughs) I hand her my book and I'm waiting for a comment of, well, you're a little younger than everybody else here. And she just goes, hi, thanks for coming and hands the book back. And that was the time I met Hillary Clinton at a Walmart. That's funny. I met Bill Clinton once when I was, yeah, little when, when he was still president. So I guess hey, it was Sasha. Hillary. Hillary was not first lady. This oh, was in uh, 2000. Oh, so it's after. Okay. 2000. Um, 2001. Sometime in there. He and the Japanese ambassador, prime, prime minister. Prime mm-hmm. minister came to America for a state, you know, state mm-hmm. uh, visit. And I was attending Saturday Japanese school up uh, in, in this area. And yeah. they needed, you know, cute little kids sure. to be like photo the ops. backdrops yeah photo ops so they took us all to the rose garden and mm-hmm. we were sitting there and he both of them were shaking all our hands but i was standing next to this boy in my class who is also another like most of the kids were full japanese and they mm-hmm. were living in america because their parents were on business mm-hmm. and then there was me and this other boy and the two of us were the two two half white kids who oh. were just like locals right and so the two of us were like elbowing each other in the <laughs> line and bill clinton and the, the prime minister like, we're like, oh, hey, kids, and, like, you know, like, high-fiving us and Aww. stuff, and I kept elbowing the kid <laughs> next to me. All quiz right. me, quiz me, quiz me. I only started pooping at work last year. I'm going to say that's true, because I feel like we've had a conversation about how you didn't used to poop at work. Yep. It I'm was only within, like, the last home. school year I'm that I finally was, like, brave enough <laughs> Just sometimes when you gotta go, you gotta go. And everybody poops, and you have to remember that everyone yeah. who uses that bathroom is an adult. Yeah. And other people have also destroyed that bathroom, so. The way I rationalize it is, one, boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. <laughs> have you never seen that? No. So it's it, it's a caption to the, you know, the Elmo that, like, uses the potty where yeah. he's, like, doing the little dance? <laughs> and it's captioned, boss makes a dollar, I you make should, a dime. Should, That's why I poop on company time. You should tell Jack. I will. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> you've got a little, um... I've got froyo Fro-yo on, on your my chesticle. Um, so Sasha just very delicately tried to tell me that my upper boob had froyo on it. So that's where we but are. I, but I didn't touch years. you. It's also not really my boob. It's, it's more my clavicle. My boobs are lower than you think they would be yeah. because they're big. Big, but you he- heard it here boobs, in episode boobs, forty-seven, folks. I thought it was a freckle because you do have some moles. <laughs> I do right have. Here. I do have some freckles. And then there's just like this splotch like, of chocolate sauce. That's how I like to go through life. But yeah, so boss makes a dollar, you make a dime. That's why you poop on company time. time. Hmm. And then two, the other way I rationalize it is that back when I used the bathroom on my floor, as Mm -hmm. we all know, I go up two floors now to use the restroom because it's like a magical, private, beautiful bathroom. 
but most of the women that I work with are parents, and I'm mm. like, they have wiped the shit from someone's butt. I can poop in a stall next to them, and it's not going to be the grossest thing that's ever happened to them by yeah. a long shot. Yeah. So that's why I can poop on company poop time. Poop on company time. Poop on company time. You heard it here first, folks. Poop hour. Advocating <laughs> for pooping on company time. Welcome, if you're a new listener, welcome to poop hour. <laughs> We're so sorry. We're so glad you're here. All right, you ready for my next one? I am. My favorite TV show that is currently on the air is The Good Place. If not, if it's not that, it's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. But I'm not sure which one you love more right now. True or false? Hmm. True. False, false. it's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Like, I am counting down the days because the new season premieres like, the day before my birthday, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. And I was like, happy birthday to me. And that's when Maxwell from the Relic Podcast goes, happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's not today. It's, never mind. By the way, later on this podcast, yeah. there will be a story from Maxwell told by Maxwell. Actually, so since, well, no, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll cut an awkward transition at the end where we're like, wow, that was a great story about. Blah, blah, blah. And then I'll just, like. ADR in, mm-hmm. like, whatever his story is about. So you'll be yeah. like, wow, that was a great story. And I'll be like, ghosts in the attic. British monuments. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask for British monuments? Press zero. Did you ask for ghost story? Did you ask for ghost porn? God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a good joke to be made about ghost porn, but I haven't thought of it yet. Continue. Okay. I've thrown up carrots out of McDonald's. I'm going to say that's true. That sounds like a gross Sasha fact that would be true. Yeah, yeah, but I was, like, really little. Oh, I believe that you were little, because I don't don't frequently see you throw up carrots anymore. Yeah, um, (laughs) I I was very little, and it was the beginning of stomach flu. Mm. But the nice teenage cashier came over with a cup of water and took me to the restroom so I could keep vomiting. You ready for me to blow your mind? Yeah. I bet that kid's like 40 now. I know, but she was really (laughs) nice while like other employees were, you know, trying to mop it up and like still also take the orders of everyone else who was behind us in line horrified and my dad being like, oh god, (laughs) like trying to get the food that he ordered, but also like taking care of this kid who's like on the verge of like having the flu. I threw up at Dennis the Menace once. I think I was on the verge of having the flu. We were at the on-base free theater where we were living at the time and I threw up during the movie my mom was like, okay, sweetie, we have to go home. And I started crying because I wanted to finish Dennis the Menace. Aww. And then, like, when we went to see it again, because it was a cheap theater, because it was the free the, theater yeah. on base, halfway through, the film strip broke. Oh. And so then they were like, well, we can't show the movie anymore. So those are the two misadventures How, how old I had. are we? Old enough for film strips. <laughs> When, in 1977, when you went down to the Nickelodeon and you put a nickel in and you saw the naked ladies dance. I don't know what Nickelodeons are beyond the Cartoon Network show. Nickelodeon. All right, you ready for my next one? Yes. I'm pretty sure you know this. In high school, I collected socks. Yes. True. Yep, 100% true. Yeah. I had many. I still, to this day, do not wear, like, solid colored socks. Yep. I still exclusively wear fun colored socks. I just don't wear socks And so I think I forgot, like, it's one of these things that at this point, like, knowing that you wear fun, colorful socks is, like, a part of your identity. I forgot that that was just, like, a thing, that like, a quirky thing you collected when yep. we were in high school. Because now it's just like, oh, I found this cute pair of socks. Let me yeah. give it to Courtney. Yeah. It's, I'm just <laughs> permanently affiliated with Socks and Red. Mm-hmm. It started when I was 13. My family went to Delaware, which, if you are not familiar, is a no-sales tax on clothing items Mm -hmm. state and so I used my allowance to buy this pair of really cute duck socks Mm -hmm. because I also had a thing about ducks in middle school and 
So that kind of started it, and then I just stopped wearing boring socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I was the person who'd wear, like, knee-high toe socks with flip-flops. Yep. Yeah, I was single for most of high school, and the one boy I dated turned out to be gay. It took me a long time to stop wearing solid socks, but mm-hmm. now I strictly only wear patterned socks. It's so much more fun, because people mm-hmm. don't really see your socks, so it's really just like a present for you. It's a present for myself. Yeah. I do it for myself. Yeah, shockingly, I don't have any ghost socks, except for the ones you just gave me, so... Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I just have the one pair. It's hard to find ghost socks. If you have a lead on ghost socks, hit up spoophour at gmail.com and I will go get some. I saw some good socks today at the National Book Festival, but yeah. none of them were ghost socks. But there was one that said, ain't no bad do- joke like a dad joke. And I was hey. like, nice. Hey, <laughs> um, All right, how about this? Kay. I can wiggle my ears. False. I don't think you can. I can't. No. I know you so well. Yeah, I, I can't do anything fun with my face. I mean, I, I can kind of do that thing with your nose where you, like, just kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's about it. I can wiggle my eyes, and I can do the four-leaf clover with my tongue. Oh, uh, I can't do that. I can only make a taco. Yeah, I can do the taco. We're doing yeah. this at each other right now. This is not yeah, a visual podcast medium. on a visual medium, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and can't then, wiggle eh. my ears. Yeah. So, sometimes I do the thing where it's, like, the... Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. Sasha's doing the thing where you cross your eyes, and then one goes the other direction. I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I like doing that. <laughs> All right. All right. So it's mine. Mm -hmm. My high school marching band nickname was Clueless because I couldn't read drill charts. True. You couldn't read drill charts. I could not read drill charts my freshman year of high school. And so one of my, the girl who was the grade ahead of me, who also played trumpet, was trying to tell me that I was standing on the wrong yard line, but she didn't know my name yet because there were a couple other freshman girls. She goes, she like rattles off the other ones and then just goes, Clueless, move over. God. And that, that just kind of stuck. Was it Mary? Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know my name. It's fine. It's she was like, like Stephanie, Kristen, Corey, what? Clueless. Move over. <laughs> and I, I just couldn't read your charts. I figured it out. Yeah. I was a drum major. It's fine. It's fine. I'm named after a boy. Ooh. I'm going to say yes. I feel like your parents named you after a dancer of some kind. No. Oh. Well, I mean, yes, I am named after a boy. But not intentionally. But not a dancer. It's the movie Dr. Zhivago. Oh, Dr. Zhivago's right. son is named Sasha. That's right. And my mom really liked that name. So regardless of gender, she was going to name me Sasha. Which is fine because most of the Sashas that are like in the mainstream right now are all women. So mm-hmm. like Sasha Obama, Sasha Fierce. Yeah. It, Sasha Baron Cohen spelled with a C. Yeah, so it's a, mm, it's like a different, different name. Yeah, it's different. My name can be a boy's name. It's not frequently a boy's name. Right. My brother knew a kid growing up whose name was Courtney, but yeah, that was about it. Yeah, part of some, like, middle-aged something whose name was Courtney. And I yeah, was like, oh. it's it's yeah. unusual. I've only ever met one other Sasha. Well, okay. No. I've met, <laughs> s- since schooling, I've met several Sashas, including Sasha Villor, the, um, oh. the drag queen. Um, I met Sasha before Sasha was famous. Like, well, like, not before. Sasha was already famous like in New York for drag but and like, like in different circles but hadn't been on Drag Race yet oh. and would come to the Small Press Expo in Maryland oh. and so the like two or three years that Sasha was tabling at Small Press Expo That's we'd always awesome. take a Sasha Squared photo Cute. together because we were like Sasha Sasha but there was only one 
school year in school where there was another kid named Sasha and I actually yeah. had to be like Sasha D and they had oh. to be Sasha someone else. But he moved away by December, so yeah. I was the only Sasha. Two Sashas enter, one Sasha leaves. <laughs> Two stories. One, as an adult, I have taken to because I so very rarely meet Courtney's because it's a very like late 80s, early 90s name. Yeah. But when I do meet Courtney's, I like to tell them that I have to destroy them so that I can become the alpha. Some take it really well. They're just like, haha, that's funny. And some are just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, my significant some other. Some people don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, and like, he's not super close with that Courtney anymore. They don't really hang out anymore. But like, I met her and I was like, haha, I have to destroy you so that I can become the alpha. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? And I was like, oh, cool. Never mind. Was and, it Highlander or something? I mean, it's it's sort of a Teen Wolf thing, but oh, general, yeah. like, Highlander to Courtney's Ender, one point leave. But, like, Teen Wolf, the TV show, where, like, you have to kill the other Alpha so you can oh, become the Alpha, yeah. so I have to kill the other Courtney so that I can become the Alpha. It's fine. It's I didn't whatever. watch Teen Wolf. It's fine. There was a Courtney in my second grade class, but, like, a punk ass, she spelled it K-O-R-T-N-E-E, which is just objectively wrong. I and I showed you last year, I had a student named Courtney who spelled it completely different from anyone would think yeah, it is. Yeah, but, garbage. But Pile of garbage. At least she's a nice person. I'm, that's good. This yeah. Courtney was not, uh-huh. so suck it, Courtney, if you listen to this <laughs> podcast, which you shouldn't, because I haven't spoken to you in, like, 20 years. All right, and then I nice. think I'm on my last okay. fact. If I were to be on a reality show, I would want to be on Cupcake Wars. Mm-hmm. Part of this is me thinking, part of it is me chewing. <laughs> no. Yes. No. I know you want to be on Jeopardy. Or, yeah. Or you did. You still would want to. Yeah. Yeah. I take the test. I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking specifically, specifically food-based like food reality, based reality. Yeah, let's say yes. False. False, no. Cupcake Wars stresses me out. Right. And I'm not very good at decorating. I'm better at flavors. Yeah. And decorating's a big part of that. And I think a lot of it is exploitative because how are you going to make a thousand cupcakes in fucking three hours? It's basically fucking impossible. And also I find the host charmless. Cake Wars is better anyway. Yes. One, Cake Wars is better. Two, ideally, I would want to go back in time and be on classic Great British Bake Off. Oh, classic Great British. Yeah, well, that's where I was, like, torn. I was yeah. like, well, no, but sh- you can't be- just be on Great British Bake Off now. Because no, because it makes me it sad sucks. now. It sucks. But, yeah, if I could go back in time and have, like, Mel and Sue encourage me mm. while I fail at pastry and have Mary Berry tell me that I have a soggy bottom, like... Yeah. Um, give, give me that. Golden. Sold. Forever. And yes, I do take the Jeopardy test every time it happens. Yeah. Because I love trivia. I like that even though I'm getting some of these wrong, I at least you know other logic. things. Yeah. <laughs> you, your, your logic is sound. Some of them are a little tricky. Um, I do watch Cupcake Wars, but I yeah. would never want to be on it. Yeah. yeah. You and I yell at Cupcake Wars a yes. lot. We, or even was a Sugar Rush. Or yeah. Anything that's a cooking a competition, lot of yelling. we yell, we yell, yeah, there, yell at. Yeah, there's an episode of Cupcake Wars where they use powdered sugar instead of flour, and it's like, this is your job! I haven't seen that one, but oh, I'm, glad I ha- I'm glad I didn't watch it. Also, you have chocolate syrup on the corner of your mouth. I'm We're twinsies! I'm it kind of makes it look like you motorboated me, and that's how I ended up <laughs> talking there. Up. 47th episode! Happy one year, y'all! <laughs> okay, my last it's one. So late. I When I go camping, I camp without a tent. I'm going to say true. Yep. You love nature. I love nature, but also when I go camping, Stars. I go far enough north and into a mountain that there are no mosquitoes oh, or bugs. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and the temperature drops at night, nice. so there are no, yeah. Do you want to do the bonus round? Yeah. So the bonus round is name three denizens of my thirst pocket, and then I will try to name three denizens okay. of yours. And it could be like any th- Like you have more any than three. three. Yes, yeah. I have like so okay. many people in my thirst pocket. One is pocket. Damien Kulash. Acceptable, yes. 
the lead singer of Okay Go and my future husband. Yes. Currently um, married to a gore on marriage number three. <laughs> so you still have a chance. I still have a chance is what I'm saying. Uh, John Cho. Acceptable, yes. Yes. I'm not sure. It, it, acceptable means it's not your top... No, no, no. Tier. Acceptable oh, it means, means it, yes. they are in my thirst okay. pocket. Yes, they are top tier. Okay. If they've made it to the thirst pocket, they're, they're all, all top, top tier, tier. Gents. Okay. Um, and, ooh, why am I blanking really I don't know. Right I feel now? like I you usually, know it. I usually have a lot more people to put in your thirst pocket. You do, because like, I, I have so many. Because send, I'll send you things about people. About people, yeah. For a clue, he is in a Star Wars movie. Oh, Oscar Isaac. Acceptable. John Boyega. Acceptable. Diego Luna. Diego Luna. Acceptable. Yeah, I was, I was Ewan like... Ewan McGregor, also acceptable, like, although an old the, Thirst Pocket resident. The, the one dude who kind of looks like your boyfriend. Exactly. That was going to be my other clue. Was was he's like, in a Star Wars movie and he looks like my boyfriend. And I, I have a type. I would not have been able to name Diego, Diego Luna, Luna, but I can like see him in my mind's eye. And that's not just me being generous because he's my significant other. When we went to see Rogue One, we went to see it in IMAX at the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. and there were people there who volunteer and they dress up as Star Wars characters and take pictures with people, so we're like, let's take a picture with the Star Wars cast. And the guy who was dressed as a Jedi goes, you look like Diego Luna to my boyfriend. And I was like, hell yeah, thirst pocket. Thirst pocket. All, right. All right. Who do you think is in my thirst pocket? Henry Golding, star of Crazy Rich Asians. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I would have also accepted Harry Shum Jr. Oh, I mean, yeah, Connie and I were talking about that earlier. Also in Crazy Rich Asians. And also in Glee. And also in Glee. And Asian. he will be in the second Crazy Rich Asians. And he will be in your thirst pocket for he eternity. Will. He is a good-looking <laughs> middle-aged man. He is older than yeah. you would oh, think yeah. he Oh, yeah, he was, is. like, in his 30s when he was on Glee. Yeah. There were a lot of old dudes on Glee. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get into Glee. We're talking about something happy, the thirst pocket. <laughs> All right. Number two, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's my old man. He's your old man, <laughs> and you love him, and I, I send you things so about much, him. Yeah. And hmm, who do I want to pick as number three? Because I have a couple that I'm pretty sure live in your thirst pocket. You can think of a lot of people in the Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe. I know you love not... Bucky Barnes. Yeah. So yeah, let's do Sebastian Stan for Sebastian that number three. Sebastian Stan. Yeah, I would have also accepted the entire cast of Black Panther. <laughs> The whole, cast. the whole cast. Literally every single person, except for the white guy. Except for the white, yeah. Except for the, the white the guy. The fucking hobbit, he can The he fucking can hobbit can get fucking no, himself. No, like, everyone in that everyone movie in that can cast. get it. Have you seen those Dothraki guys? Everyone on that show could get it. Just, like, a lot of people in Crazy Rich Asians could yeah. get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, totally. A bunch of, uh, like... The men, the women. When I described this to my significant other, I was like, it's hot people spending money. It really this is. Movie. Like, I didn't know Aqua... Like... Aquafina. So, like, Aquafina in Ocean's 8 just is Aquafina. Yeah. But Aquafina with short, curly, blonde really? hair. That like, did it for you. Did it for me. And See, I was like, I oh, was, no. I was more on board with her in Ocean's 8. Oh, yeah. With the short, blonde hair didn't do it for Basically, me. Basically, the entire cast of Ocean's 8 can also get it. Accurate. Except uh. for maybe the British singing man, who's the detective at the end. Oh, James yeah. Corden. James Corden. The British singing For a second, man. I thought you were talking about, about Richard no, Armitage. No, actually, And Richard... I was like, fuck you. <laughs> He lives in my thirst pocket. Oh, yeah, Richard Armitage. Because I love tall, beardy men. Yeah. Also, um... I was also going to guess Jemaine Clement. Yes. I was going to guess Tyka. I would pick... Uh, Jemaine, Jemaine Cle- over Tyka? No, no, I would pick Tyka over Jemaine. Really? I would actually, like, if I had to, like, boot anyone out of the thirst pocket to, like, save someone Jemaine. else... Jemaine? Jemaine would get the boot. That's because fair. Because I, I, I liked Brett. That's fair. Anyway, I think... I, I would have also guessed Adam Scott. Uh, not so much anymore. Just, he, oh, just, I've reti- just I've retired him. retired him because he's not Ben Wyatt anymore? He's not Ben Wyatt anymore. Gotcha. When he's Ben Wyatt, yes. Ben, absolutely. Just like when Chris Pratt is Andy Dwyer. 
Then yes, but then otherwise yes, but no. otherwise not Chris Pratt. Fair. Andy Dwyer lives in the thirst pocket, not Chris Pratt. Fair. Yeah, basically the entire cast of Thor Ragnarok. Fair. Can get it, including Taika Waititi's weird rock character. Uh, <laughs> I love him. I feel Korg. like he'd be a good big spoon. He would be a good big spoon. Generally, I like being. He'd big be spoon. solid as a big rock. spoon or are you a small spoon. I don't really spoon. Oh. Yeah. 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 I like being big spoon. I, I, I like being I like being big spoon, but I'm not a spooner. Yeah. It's just hot and sticky. Oh. All right. But yeah, I think the, the big thing is that there are a lot of people who live in our thirst pockets. Yes. And we for are me very it's like entire thirsty. cast of movies. Very thirsty. Yeah. Very thirsty. Very thirsty. Zelda's looking at me like oh. you pervert. I mean that bitch watches Speaking me shower. Of perverts. George fucking Washington. Yay! So, <laughs> let's segue. Right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this fucking ghost tour. Yeah. So, right off the bat, fireworks because there was a woman in colonial garb and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, this woman looks like a ghost tour lady." So, I'm like, "And she's hi. she's standing outside of where we're supposed to meet the ghost tour anyway." Yeah, so we're like, "Hi, ghost tour." And she's like, "Yes." And then I'm like, "Okay." And she goes, "You have tickets already?" And I go, "Yes." And she goes, "Okay." And she goes, uh, 7 o'clock? And I go, 7.30. And she goes, oh, you're with the other company. And I go, oh, okay. And then because I'm aggressively personable and I like making friends and I just can't stop being an extrovert, I go, make sure you leave some ghosts for us. Ha ha. Like as a friendly like joke. A, like a funny like, ha ha. Don't see all the ghosts and then there won't be any left for us. Ha ha ha. This bitch with her fucking mean ass bonnet <laughs> goes, well, if I don't know if you guys are going to see anything, and if you are, it's going to be different than what we're going to see. And I'm like, oh, what? Why is that? Thinking she's going to be like, well, we go on a different route. Mm-hmm. No, no. She goes, because all of our stories are true. And I'm like, okay, bitch. Okay, <laughs> mean lady in a fucking bonnet. How about no? Let me try it again. Okay, bitch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bitch in a bonnet. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. And she goes, our owner is a paranormal. And I'm like, like that's supposed to mean anything. I don't know what that means. Paranormal investigator? Do you mean paranormal like, powers of some kind? Like Yeah, you, you mean, can't be a paranormal. You can't be a paranormal. And like the only thing I could it's think not a of noun. in that moment was the joke we told like episodes ago about like what do you call a set of average alligators invests who look into ghosts and it's a paranormal investigators. And that's all I could think was just a paranormal investigators. And this mean lady in a bonnet just, like, coming out of the gate hot with sass. And What did you say? It was like, I I didn't know we would be witnessing the murder of a ghost tour. (laughs) On our ghost tour. Yeah, so that was the mean lady in the bonnet. And then we go inside because we're like, well, clearly we're in the wrong place. And they were like, oh, no, there will be somebody on the stairs. So we're like, okay, we'll just avoid the mean lady in the bonnet. So we went and got gelato. And actually, we find this out later, if we had gone to get gelato after after the tour, we would have had a discount. Yep. But anyway, I got my gelato. The, the poor teenager working behind the counter. I said lemon basil, but the lemon basil and the mango were uh, next to each other. I thought I had. I thought you had said that you wanted lemon, and that's yeah. why when you were like mango, I was like, oh, I guess they were. He right. oh. he. I guess he didn't hear me say lemon basil, but he saw me point at the glass and kind of like, between oh, okay. the two. And so he was like, all right, I'm going to get her the mango. I bet the mango is more popular, too. The mango is delicious. Yeah. I want to have the lemon basil at some point. So yeah, we'll that go back. Would, yeah, Because we'll we want to do the south route. There are two routes to the ghost tour. Mm-hmm. We eventually found Our Lady. We were split into two groups because it was a big ghost tour. We ended up with a very nice group. With no children. With no children, thank God. I was like, this does not seem like a child activity, but there were like four and five-year-olds there. Mm-hmm. But okay. So we line up and like... Right off the bat, I think I got on the wrong side of our 
lady. Didn't mean to. I just got excited. Honestly, me too. Honestly, like... She looked horrified when we got excited about yeah, the ghost like, tour. Yeah, like, homegirl wasn't in a bonnet, but she was still kind of mean, so it was just an evening for mean women who may or may not have been in bonnets. And... She was in a corset, though. Was she? Was it a proper corset? corset? Like a it was vest, like a vest. vest it was yeah. like a it was vest. Like colonial. Think, think colonial. Yeah, so she was dressed colonially. And the first story they told was the female stranger, which if you listen to this podcast, and this isn't your first episode, when we did our haunted restaurants, I did the whole thing about the female stranger at Gadsby's Tavern. And And that was the first stop of our tour with Gadsby's Gadsby's Tavern. Tavern. And so like, the first thing she said was this concerns, you know, October 14th. And I remember that was the date from it because I was like, this is halfway between our birthdays, kind of. We have to go on this ghost tour. It's fucking, it's foretold. So I started getting really excited. Sasha and I are just like, ah, like some big smiley face emojiing at each yeah. other. And she just kind of like looks at us and she goes, do you know the story? And I was like, yeah. And Sasha goes, I think so. Cause I was just excited to be like, I know things. And Sasha was trying to like hedge it as like, no, no, you're the expert. Tell us the story. So I'm like, yeah. And Sasha's like, oh, I think so. So she starts telling the story and like, she really builds it up, and she leaves out some details, but that's fine. Like, she's telling it differently, but it wasn't interesting. She we left excited. out the part about Theodosia Burr. Completely, and she left out the part where it might have been Napoleon and drag. She was like, the most common theory is that it's a Napoleonic princess, and I'm like, no, it's not. Theodosia Burr or Napoleon and drag, but okay, it's your tour. She did have us dance, which was cute. I'm technically, I think, betrothed now because I danced with a boy that I don't know because Sasha brought her partner... My partner was unavailable, so I was alone, and she was like, everybody pair off, and I was like, uh-oh. And there were five men and five women, and... So, luckily, my dude, he was very nice. He at goes, you would you care with, to dance? At least you weren't stuck, like, dancing with your brother, like, that one brother-sister. I think they intentionally paired off, though. I know they did, but, but... But, yeah, awkward. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, we did the whole, like, bow, no curtsy, and it was fun, and, like, my dude was nice, so, like, thanks. I'm sorry I was so sweaty if, by some miracle, you find this podcast, my partner was the only one wearing long pants, and so you couldn't see his calves. And that's and what the ladies were checking out, because they used to stuff their stockings to have calves. That was my calves. biggest... The, the, the stories we heard tonight were great, but the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway was that men with chicken legs, like Thomas fucking Jefferson, stuffed their stockings. Because, like, a shapely calf was apparently very desirable in a dude. If you had chicken legs, you didn't have a shapely calf, so. I mean, I get it. Yeah, like, but, but also like dating somebody currently with chicken legs. Don't knock them till like, you try them. Like I think Save about a leg if, for you know me Disney's and I'm like right, right, crane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of <laughs> one of the stories towards the end of the night. I was like, is this gonna turn into the headless horseman? But we'll get into that. So she has us do a little dance, and that was cute. And but I think it kind of like slowed the progression of the story when in the middle of it she's like let's do a dance and it's like no no tell you a ghost story i want to know what happened yeah she's and she's already know what happens but i want to make sure you know what happens yeah i want to hear you tell it because she said this was her personal experience and i'm like ooh, a first-hand ghost account and then if you'll remember from our haunted restaurants episode the story of the tour guide who sees the beautiful woman he tries to find her he tells the manager they go into the room the candle is blown out, but when he touches it, it's hot to the touch, and he and burns himself. And you got this story on visitalexandria.com, which yes. is where we got the ticket, basically, basically, who runs yeah. the tickets. That's how we found yeah. this tour. Right. And so, like, at the end of it, we're walking to actual Gadsby's Tavern to, like, take pictures and look at, this is the window where you'll see the candle, this is whatever. Mm. And she turns to us, and she goes, 
did you know that story? Like, did you know the story? And I was like, yeah, actually, I, I, I read about it. And she goes, well, that was my personal experience. And I'm like, I didn't mean it as like an aggressive thing like yeah. i just meant and it also was like, it really wasn't your person you're telling it that your friend, your friend did tour this. guide she told did. it like she was at the ball where it happened right but she wasn't the one who like she's Saw hearing this from her friend yeah so like it's how about really we your, step off me i was really excited let's just and also chill. if you're gonna be this mean go put on a bonnet right go I only accept meanness from bonnets. Yeah, breathe through your nose. It's fine. So at that point, I'm like, oh, no, I don't think she likes me. So I'm like, I'll just kind of keep to myself and make jokes at Sasha. And so then we go to the next stop where there's this ice well, which basically is an old-timey refrigerator. They used to put hay and ice in there. And she told us this story about this house a few blocks down from the ice well. Mm -hmm. And this was a good spooky story. It was a good story. For context, this was about when the storm started. So while it wasn't raining, we were getting like cinematic lightning so bright it was looking like daytime even though it was evening. It was thundering and lightninging all hour of the tour. Mm -hmm. Well, not all hour. Maybe the 45 minutes. Yeah, after Gadsby's Tavern, pretty much, it was on in terms Uh, of lightning. Yeah, and then we actually didn't see rain until maybe another 30 minutes Mm -hmm. when we drove back back from it. And that was some scary rain, too. Mm -hmm. We could have died. We could be ghosts doing this podcast right now. Oh, man, if I'm a ghost, then this editing's going to get done by me going like this. So it's edited now. I'm a ghost. You're a ghost. Ghosts aren't real. Anyway. But yeah, so it was cool. She had a lot of, there were a lot of points where like the lightning lined up with her delivery and I was like, dear God. Particularly (laughs) with this story because this story was a slow build. So basically there's this house that is four bedrooms and like, I think it was the top bedroom. Yeah. Is uh, rented as a one bedroom apartment, but nobody lasts very long in this one bedroom apartment. So I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, rented. But basically... The first story she told was this, was it a woman or a man? Do you remember? It was a, it was a man first, then a woman. Then a woman, then a man. Okay. So a man was renting it and he went to bed that night and he had this really intense dream that the house was on fire and he watched as the roof collapsed from the flames and he woke up all sweaty and feeling like he had been burned and then he like walked out, bounced, whatever. Yeah. And then the woman had the most upsetting dream. Yep wherein she dreamt that the rocking chair next to her bed started to rock of its own accord. And then she looked again, and there was a man... With a knife sticking into his eye. Stabbed in the face. Yep. And she was like, uh. So she pulled the covers over her head, because when you pull the covers over your head, ghosts can't get you. That's a true fact. Yep. And so she waited a little bit, and then she, like, very cautiously pulled the blanket down, thinking, okay, I'm awake now, it's okay, it's gonna be safe. Guess who was still fucking there? Big dude with the knife in his eye. Yay! So she fucking bounces, like any reasonable person would. And then the third and final story she told was of this guy who had a dream that he was hanging over a bottomless pit, and then, like... He woke up right as he lost his grip and started falling. And he was like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Apparently he had heard the stories and he was like, I'm going to figure out what the fuck this house is built on. Like, you know, whatever. And He's not scared. No, he's like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Bonnets. So he goes to the library 
and he reads a motherfucking book and he learns that back in the day his apartment caught fire and it was such a bad one yep and then he's like huh well that's weird and so he starts researching was anybody murdered here and he researches and he researches and he doesn't find anything. Except. He then gets permission to do a dig. He found well, out. Oh, oh that's no, true. That's the, true. That's the true. Police Sorry. Or not police. The, he, the dentist. Yeah. He finds out that at the time it was a dental office in like the 1800s. So probably not less dentistry, more punching people in the face. But it was fine. Nobody was ever killed there or anything. But one day the dentist didn't show up and he was never seen again. He's like, hmm, that's weird. And then... Oh, I guess for the record, like, this guy who's doing the research is in the 1960s, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So then he goes and gets... He has this, like, inkling that there's something beneath the house. Yeah. Which is, like, like archaeological. So he asks the landlord, like, hey, can we, like, dig up the floorboards mm-hmm. in this basement, you know, cellar apartment? And yeah. he's... I think he eventually convinces the the landlord and gets archaeologists because we have a lot of historic sites in the area, so it's yeah. not that hard to find one. And they end up finding one of these wells where they keep ice. And mm-hmm. so our tour guide took us to this really cool space where by Gadsby's Tavern where they've got this like glass window so you can see a yeah. basement ice well. I took a picture. We'll post it on the Instagram it's so you really can see. It's cool. cool. It's a really cool piece <laughs> of like ha. Huh? <laughs> wow <laughs> you did that we did that well we did that well oh. or we do puns well oh. um but it, it's a really cool like thing to see because yeah, it's, like, it's one of the original cool. things in old town alexandria yeah regardless of your feelings on ghosts it's right. right so the one that we were sitting by apparently the one in the story is actually four times the size and i think it's still there right? yeah yeah they made um, it sound like it was still there. Yeah, but you probably can't, like, get access to it the way... I doubt they let you dig in there now. <laughs> well, maybe not dig, but, like, they don't have, like, the glass... You, oh, you, yeah, you, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's not on display. Right, it's not on display. Yeah. So, archaeologists, archaeologists go down. They dig. And they dig, and they find some interesting artifacts, but they don't dig the whole space. And this is, like, a hole. <laughs> um, they, they only like look at a little bit because it's like their first like yeah. experience once they figure out like oh there's something underneath at? the floorboards they they go down and and they find a bunch of like coins and shit so right, like, like, they're like this like, is a great this is dig peri- yeah they're like okay this is periodic you know period appropriate like this is all accurate you know great we'll come back here later you know to do a more formal you know investigation but as they're going up someone's flashlight catches the corner of something and they're like oh what is that and so they go back down and they start finding what looks to be like a blanket sticking out of the ground Mm -hmm. and they keep digging and digging until they get to the point where they can just kind of like pull on the blanket and it unfurls and there is a skeleton a human skeleton and guess what was in its eye a knife So they're like, oh shit, was this the fucking dentist who went missing? We don't know. We don't know, ah. but it could be. So that was a cool story. That was. We walked past an Airbnb, which is in the replica of George and Martha Washington's townhome. It's built on the actual stones, but their actual townhouse caught fire and probably the roof caved in. And probably the roof caved in. (laughs) But it's apparently an Airbnb now. Yeah, so Um, we're going to staycation there. Try to figure out how we can get a reservation there that's amazing and we're gonna try if we do get one there we want a ouija we want a ouija and we'll be like yo george washington you up and he's gonna be like 
Hey girl, eggplant. send nudes eggplant. And we're going to be like, eggplant, George Washington. George and then he's going to be like, I got wood. Because he had the wooden teeth. Heyo. Heyo. In our reading, George Washington is a perf. Yeah. You know, it's normal. It's and normal. so we walked past this house because it was storming at this point, like with all the lightning, she wanted to kind of like get Speed us to the, the tour, cemetery yeah. so that we could all then go inside and be safe. Mm-hmm. We did walk past a house. What was the word it she was- used? Cropetta, a crop, uh, a crop, uh, a crop, crop, Oh, a cupola. Cupola! Well, so I there, was like, there, what the fuck well, is this word? one house that we walked past that was like Robert E. Lee's birthplace, so we gave it Low the middle finger. Low at the bird. But yeah, we get to the, the cemetery and she tells us about this one building that would be like up the road a little bit that we couldn't mm-hmm. get to. But in the cupola... There's apparently a life-size wax figurine of a dude who was almost murdered there. He was fully murdered there. Oh, he was fully murdered? Yeah, so the story got so a cupola, she kept saying this word, and I'm like, I don't know what this word means. Explain to me. And it's basically like a bell tower that instead it's of like shutters, it's windows. It's, it's where the they thing put that's, um, the, the, the Wilson, tower, Wilson Hall in j Oh, yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's got like, it's, it's, it's where you would put your hunchback. If you were saying Notre Dame. But in a colonial But in a hunchback. colonial way. So colonial hunchback of Notre Dame. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, they this guy so gets late. the guy gets murdered there, and so the cops think, Alright, maybe if we make a life size wax figurine of this guy, the murderer will come back to try to finish the job. Yeah, because the murderer will be like, Oh, I guess I didn't kill him before. I better yeah. go do it. And the cops were lying and wait. Except the murderer was probably like, no, I fucking killed that bitch. I don't need to do it again because he never came back. But apparently that thing is still the there. Dummy. The dummy is still there. So you can still see it if you go during the day. So we're going to do that. Um, and that's We're going to do it in the day when we also go look for that cemetery. Yes, yeah. where the female stranger, stranger is. lives. Yeah. But when we got to the, the cemetery was cool because like we just, it, it wasn't spooky. It was just more like historical context yeah. for like during the Civil War, all of the headstones were either desecrated by campfires mm-hmm. or completely removed and used to, like, move supplies over yeah. wet fields. And, like, they used the cemetery itself as, like, oh, this is flat ground where we can put tents and then we can crash So here. people were just, like, not, they were, like, I'm just going to sleep on this grave. Yeah, there's, like, they apparently, yeah, there was no sense of self-preservation no, in I guess Civil they, War. <laughs> they didn't believe in ghosts back then. And apparently there's 200 people in this cemetery. There were maybe, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 headstones. Yeah, if there, that. yeah. But my favorite story was one that she told us in the graveyard, which was one she was worried, again, she was worried about the lightning and thunder and, like, yeah. us being rained out of most of the tour. So yeah. she told so us. She was, she was moving pretty moving quick. Moving pretty quick. But there's one story that she told at the end of the tour. About a man um, named Short Jack. And it was a funny story. It was good. Like, yeah. It just, it was a good joke. It was a good joke. It was a good story full of a lot of. A lot of puns. A lot of puns. A lot of puns. But my partner's name is Jack. And He's so. Not tall. And, yeah, he. If we had to talk about, like, tall Jack, medium Jack, short Jack, my Jack would be a medium Jack. Medium Jack, but yeah. if there's no other Jack, that makes him short Jack. Yeah, but yeah. but then, but he's at least a head taller than short Jack. Hey! hey! Because what happened to short Jack is he used to, like, get crunk and rowdy at the 47 pubs at which he frequented. Apparently there was also a pickle factory. Which we're going to have to go on the south, right? the south tour because I want to hear more about this that pickle factory. That shit sounds factory. crazy. Apparently there were brothers who fell in love with the same pickle. I'm still proud of that joke, even though it's real dumb. And it took you and Jack a second to it get was it. the same lady. But she, she had a pause. She goes, two brothers who fell in love with the same... And then she kind of paused. And then I just, like, leaned over to Jack and Sasha and go, pickle? 
<laughs> Pickle. <laughs> I'm proud of that. Anyway, so Short Jack used to like to get drunk at these pubs and start food fights, and his favorite thing to throw were slices of pickle because there was the pickle factory, and I don't know if this motherfucker carried his own pickles or if they just always had them at the establishment because it was there yeah. was a pickle factory. But he likes to throw the slices on the window because they stick and then they slide they down. They slide down, which I get it. That sounds I funny. It. I don't love pickles because they're cucumbers and I hate cucumbers, but... See, that could have that, that could have been... I knew you knew that. Everybody I know, should. but I always forget when people are like, I don't like not cucumbers, when they're like, I don't like pickles, and I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah. that's why our friendship works, because I'll always eat... Eat my pickles. Eat yes. your pickles. Eat my pickle. <laughs> Gross. It's don't so don't late, ever y'all. say that. It's so late, it's, y'all. It's, it's almost, almost 11. 11. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up until a very special thing at the end, but we'll get to it. So Short Jack goes out for his night out on the town. He goes to start a food fight like he often does, and as per usual, mm. he gets thrown out. And at this point in the night, it is late, he's super drunk, and he's sleepy. So he's like, I'm just going to lay down right here on the ground, and I'm going to have a little sleep. And that night, the fog was incredibly thick. It mm-hmm. was so thick that allegedly, if you held your hand in front of your face, you couldn't see it. And That's this, how thick it was. How thick it was it? it? So, so thick, thick that when you put your hand in front of you, you saw a blank. That's a joke exclusively for my mom. Because only my mom would watch the match game with me. Anyway. So, Short Jack is asleep in the street. And the historic Alexandria trolley comes a-trolleying. And it trolleys and it trolleys and it trolleys. And then all of a sudden it hears a scream. (laughs) So they throw the trolley into park. I assume that's how trolleys work. Right. And then they're like, "Uh uh-oh, did we hit something? And we did. Short Jack got shorter. Fallen asleep on the tracks and was now shorter. Sasha, why did he get shorter? His head got cut clean off. The rest of him was there, though. So they buried him. Without his head. Because they couldn't find his head. They couldn't put up a headstone. Because he didn't didn't have have a head. head. And they didn't find the head. They didn't find the head. They kept looking for it. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Then one day, some children were playing in an alley. They had brought some dogs with them. And the dogs were playing with the ball. And the kids were like, we need a ball. We don't have a ball. Give us that ball, dogs. And the dogs were like, fuck you, this is ours. And they... Got a good look at the ball. And the ball had a beard. And a face. And some hair. And the dogs ran off with it. And probably Short Jack's head got buried, because that's what dogs do to bones. Alternatively, some fishermen (laughs) caught it. And then they held it up, and they were like, oh, this can't be Short Jack. It's too too tall. tall. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the tale of Short Jack. And that's the ghost tour we went on. So now we are going to invite a very special friend, namely Maxwell of Relic, the Lost Treasure podcast, and Everything is Crystals, on to talk to us about his recent ghost stories, because this motherfucker was just in the UK and may have seen a ghost. Jelly. Soups jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter jelly time. So Maxwell, are you there? I just got back from the UK and I had a really great time and I had a little bit of a spoopy time as well. Ooh. Yes. So I so I went to Stonehenge, which is uh, ironically the least supernatural part of the the journey. There really of was, all henges, it's pretty. Of all henges, it's pretty stony. 
pretty chill. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. It's really chill. I went to the Tower of London as well. Yes. Which, which is allegedly super haunted. We didn't, yeah. do, it, I didn't really encounter anything there, but there was just a lot of tourists around. So it's hard to be a ghost and like, you know, maximize your haunting when there's just so many people around. Is it possible one of them was a ghost? Did you touch all of them? No, the British, See? not the most touchy-feely people. Um, <laughs> that means some were ghosts. <laughs> probably. They did have, if you know about the princes in the tower, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, so it's like a famous historical mystery. Richard III tried to kill his nephews who were going to ascend to the throne. They did have a very creepy Edward Gorey-esque video in the room where they allegedly were, which had a lot of creepy, like, whispering British children. So that oh, was God. Kind of, Yeah, but... The real spoopiness began when my friend and I got to the town of Glastonbury. Now, the Isn't ta- that a music festival? It is a music So that is what uh-huh. it's known for, is the music festival, which actually takes place about a few miles uh, outside of the town. It's mm-hmm. a very new-agey spiritual community. As our uh, Airbnb host so succinctly put it, you can't swing a handbag without hitting a pagan. <laughs> which is interesting because I feel like the UK was where, you know, there's a lot of people like, I've, I went to a very hippy-dippy college town, so there were a lot of people who practiced like Wicca and paganism. But this is the first place I've been to in the world where it's almost like, kind of like in New Orleans where people are very open about practicing voodoo and it's like part of their heritage. Yeah. That is the same kind of vibe I got from Glastonbury and elsewhere in England. There are a lot of practicing pagans and as they say, heathens. <laughs> so that was really cool. And a lot of people who are of that descent. So it's usually an Irish... Irish background cool. or Scottish background, so Celtic, because that's really where it comes from. I so did, Glaston- sorry, oh, sorry to jump in. If you no, haven't watched it, I recommend watching the comedy lineup that just dropped on Netflix. I think the third one in is Ashlyn B, and she's uh, an Irish comedian that I really like. And in there, one of her opening jokes is that Ireland is eighty percent, or it's sixty percent Catholic and forty percent ghosts. Which seems Not, about right. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. lies detected. <laughs> um, so, no, it was really cool. So, we got to, so Glastonbury, just some background. There's a lot of Arthurian legend around it. It's also, if you're really deep into the rabbit hole of New Age, do you know about, um, if you've ever done yoga, do you know about the chakras? How there's like yes. seven power points on the, it's okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. seven power points in the body that are on like a, a spectrum. So, each one corresponds to a different color and kind of like, a mood, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're supposedly the power points of the soul. Likewise, people believe there are seven places on planet Earth that each emanate this one power. Yeah. So, like, Uluru in Australia is one. Mount Sh- uh, Shasta in uh, California is one. Oh, that's and where then my uncle gla- has land. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah. That's where I go camping. Huh. Your uncle's so powerful. Hmm. <laughs> And then Glastonbury is supposed to be the heart chakra, but it's also a lot of, this is a lot of really deep stuff that I encourage people to Google because it would take a while to go into, (laughs) but if you're into like ley lines, that's where like the two most powerful ley lines intersect. So like it is a town full, it's like Harry Potter. It's like Hogsmeade. It's just full of new agey mystics, hippies. And I thought I was pretty like hippy dippy. This is like some next level shit. (laughs) So... We get into our Airbnb, which is right below Glastonbury Tor, which is like a man-made mound that is supposed to be like the uh, where the power source comes from of this chakra, this power point, font of energy, what have you. Is and it made ma- out of cake? Because if it's it a tort. Tor. T-O-R. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you Glast- said Glastonbury Tort. And I was like, that, that does sounds sound delicious. delicious. 
It's some sort of man-made interference into a natural landscape. And it's believed that it was a, a, a labyrinth. So, like, a place where people would, like, oh, go to meditate. I've read a about kind this, of, like, yeah. a mound. And there's a tower on it that was a, ta- a tower built by um, monks devoted to St. Michael or the Archangel Michael. So mm. it is people either, depending who you ask, that tower acts as a plug on spiritual energy that they tried to put there because they recognized that it was some... It's basically Skinwalker ranch but more benevolent is how i would describe glastonbury cool um skinwalker ranch uh, uh, if you know about that so (laughs) google that not skywalker no (laughs) yeah you need you look it up it's some weird stuff or people think that the tower acts as a power conduit so our airbnb host we walk in and it's really lovely we like get the key and I go into the living room, and there is an altar with a male and a female figure. And I'm like, oh. And my friend's like, oh, really? She's really pretty. She seems very new agey. I'm like, I think she's a pagan. And he's, he was like, well, maybe not. You know, maybe she's just, you know, whatever. So we, we go to the tower, which was really cool. Not a lot of weird stuff up there because, there's, again, there's a lot of people around. It was very pretty. I will put, I'll send you guys pictures. When we get back, my friend was like, oh, so do you still think she's like a witch? And the next thing we hear is, in a very Irish accent, come into the kitchen, lovey, so I can see you. And I was like, yup. So we like walk in. She was the loveliest. And she told us a lot about um, her experiences there. So she, I think, was born Catholic. She kind of became pagan. A ghost. She became a ghost. (laughs) But she said that people have gone, she had, she's got like tourists coming in and all because she's got an Airbnb host. Mm -hmm. She's an Airbnb host. Lovely, loveliest person. She said that her friends had gone up there uh, at dawn once and she was very, very clear to be like, it is a place of immense power that's sometimes good but also can be kind of shady so you have to be careful. And she's like, there's days where I won't walk past it because I'm very sensitive to that. So we go up, so she was saying how her friends had gone up there and they had seen this bright light and saw a giant angel like an angelic figure that turned looked at them they were frozen to their tracks they weren't a they weren't they didn't feel like it was a malevolent presence but they felt like it was a powerful presence and it was this angel of light and it turned and it vanished into just like the ether Oh God. She and then she then she told us another story, which thank goodness was the day after we had already slept over. <laughs> um, which was that she had woken up in the night to see something uh crawling on her ceiling and it looked like this kind of like imp or a man made out of leaves and vines. No, thank you. And it like had beady eyes and it looked at her and she said she didn't feel afraid, but she was very perplexed. So she turned on the light and it vanished. And then she had just moved in at the time. And the next day she had asked some people in the community, you know, what was this thing I saw? And they said, oh, you just saw the green man. Oh, okay. The green man is an ancient being that's a fertility spirit that is like a creature of the woods. It's very benevolent, so it's not like a dangerous thing, but it is associated with like ancient Britannic lore. Wow. And in fact, there is a temple, which we didn't go to it. My friend and I didn't go to it, but she said there was a temple there that are devotees of the green man. So it's kind of this very ancient, like really ancient, like old god figure, but it's benevolent. So... Our weird, so my weird encounter in Glastonbury was my friend and I had gone to the Grail Well, which is like, there's a lot of like Arthurian legend about the Holy Grail being buried somewhere in Glastonbury. And there's a natural spring that has like mystical healing properties. It is in this beautiful garden. 
people meditate there. It looks like my idea of heaven on earth. Oh, wow. It's just, it's so lush and so green that it's overwhelming. And even if you don't believe anything, you do feel something there just because it is such a visual stimuli. Mm -hmm. But my my friend and I, we took some of the water from the well. We drank it. It tastes very metallic because there's a lot of iron in it. And in fact, it turns the water kind of a reddish hue. And that's where the whole like blood of Christ kind of symbolism comes into play because it's like the blood. But it supposedly has healing properties. And when my friend and I were there, we, you know, he's a very cool person, but he's not very emotional. And he, like, suddenly kind of, like, went into this whole thing about how he had, like, this mother figure growing up. And I never heard him be, like, this, like, speak from the heart. And even I kind of got choked up hearing it. There was definitely this weird vibe there. And later we on, we went to go get dinner and we ran into this beautiful, like tall, she said she was from Germany. She had like this white hair. She was German. And she said, oh, you know, I saw you guys in the grill garden. I, I didn't realize it was you two. Where are you from? And so we struck up a conversation. She was very kind of ethereal. And we just had a lovely dinner. It was in this very small, it was almost like someone's kitchen. It was this, a woman who makes Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the size of like someone's living room. And she just makes it all there in the kitchen. It was very cool. And so my friend and I went back to the hotel. We were bushed. And he said, well, do you want to go up to the tower at night and see if we see anything spooky? And I'm like, tempt fate? Hell yeah, I want to. (laughs) He ended up passing out. But I, because I'm, you know, I was very much in this kind of like, it's now or never if I'm going to see anything any evidence of the supernatural, I want to see it now. Because I'm I'm very Fox Mulder in my approach where I want to believe, <laughs> but I also, I am scientific, so it's kind of like, mm-hmm, I need to mm-hmm. see evidence. So I was really hyped. So I went up there with a flashlight by myself, which is probably the oh stupidest idea ever, because <laughs> it's pitch black, it's on this secluded hill, it's in the middle of a forest, and I, I definitely like felt spooked going up, but I was just so determined. And so I get to the top of the hill. There's a few gates you have to pass to get in. And they say the second gate is the one where it's the entrance to the other world. Because they believe that this Glastonbury tour is the site of either Avalon, which is the legendary island from Arthurian legend. It is the entrance to the land of the fairies. Or it's the, the entrance to the land of the dead. Oh. Or it's the entrance to the land in Outlander where you meet a hot redhead from the past. I, Am I wrong? God, I wish. <laughs> Did you touch everything? <laughs> well, I got to the second gate and it was padlocked, which I thought was unusual because everyone's like, oh, you can just go up there at all hours of the night. It's fine. This is not a crime ridden town. And then the ghost was like, fuck you, click. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. So it was padlocked and I like, I was like, you know, I'm more afraid of a farmer yelling at me or getting sh- shot, which it wouldn't happen because it's the UK. But, you know, I didn't want to... <laughs> they don't have guns Right? There. I didn't want to trespass. <laughs> They're not monsters. No. Yeah, right? Like, we are. So <laughs> I didn't want to trespass past this gate, but I was very disappointed. And I was also on this, like, spooky hill in the middle of, like, the dark wilderness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I turned around, and as I was turning around, I was like, you know what? Just, just let's tempt fate. Let's do it. And I said, really, England? Nothing supernatural? Nothing to make me a believer? few seconds after I said that oh god I heard the gate open <laughs> which was locked and I turned around in the dark and I couldn't see anything and I was like oh I must have just seen something and then I saw a dark figure emerge <laughs> and I was like this is it you just gotta this is what spoop hour prepared me for <laughs> 
And so I was just like, stand your ground. It's probably a person. And if it's not a person, you know enough to just maybe, you know, mythological your way out of this one. So (laughs) they, they entered the light. I couldn't see them, but I could see that they were a human and female. And I said, good evening, knowing that, you know, what else am I going to do? And I didn't want to shine a flashlight on their eyes because I didn't want to freak them out. But they were. And also you didn't want the eyes to glow red, be honest. Or that, or that. <laughs> but the person takes out their ear, like their earphones, because they had earphones in. And I get closer. And they take it, their ears they off. They take their ears off. <laughs> Hello. And I see who it is. It's the woman that I ran oh. into earlier in the day. She's I, a fucking ghost. And I was so confused. She wasn't confused, but she was like, oh, that's so... Because she's a ghost and she followed you. That's why she wasn't confused. <laughs> she was like, oh, that's so funny. I was just thinking of you two guys and how like how we had this lovely exchange at dinner. I'm surprised to see you here. Oh, no, she didn't say she was surprised to see me here. That's what was mm-hmm. weird. It was kind of like this... Yeah, because like, she wasn't because she knew you would be there because she's a fucking ghost. And I didn't want to ask her, what are you doing, you know, on this hill, a hilltop at <laughs> night? Because, you know... Well, she could say the same for me, and also I just right. felt like that might, you know, I was very perplexed because nothing this coincidental has happened to me before, and this was kind of where, like, in my head, I was like, "There's something going on here that's not, you know, that could be coincidental, but it's pretty fucking weird." Yeah. And so I, I said, "Well, where, where were you?" And she's like, "Oh, I was in the, I was in the tower," and I was like, "Well, how did you get through the gate that was locked?" And she looked at me. She's like, "It wasn't locked." It's not locked if you're a fucking ghost. Well, that's the next thing she said. And I chalk this up to her being, you know, English isn't her first language. But she's like, oh, I was able to just pass right through. Yeah, (laughs) she was because she's a fucking ghost. Did you go back to the restaurant and say, did we have a third person with us? And the lady was like, there hasn't been a third person in here in four to five years. Well, well, remember, she'd also seen us. She she said she'd seen us in the garden. So so this was technically our third. Yeah, she's been following you. She's trying to steal your life energy. You have a strong energy about you. And And she's going to suck your dry, bro. I don't don't think she's evil. I think she's just, she's curious about this person who has this she energy. she wasn't you no she did not strike me as malicious at all on the contrary i thought she was i was very you know happy to have her there in my presence yeah. mm-hmm. and so i'm reading her as a happy spirit yeah so I, i'm reading her as a confused european tourist i just want <laughs> her to be an evil spirit <laughs> i i do ultimately veer towards human other people i've told this to have their own opinions so i said well do you want to come down to them you know i offered to escort her down the mountain because you know chivalry <laughs> and you just you know I mean what else am I going to do so we were walking down and she was like I was just talking to a, talk, I was a little creeped out of course but I'm trying to do my best to kind of you know maintain composure and she's just like oh so like where are you from and she told me about her life and she's like oh well, I've got a boyfriend in the states you know we you know I travel around the world I'm really into like hallucinogenics I was like okay she's like <laughs> she's like oh, but you don't have to try them if you don't want to I'm like okay cool <laughs> so and she was and I just told her a bit a little bit about my life and she asked what my name was and she she said her name and it was very symbolic i don't want to say her name i don't just it feels weird because also if she's a real person i don't want to like yeah. you know she's our number one fan it's true it was a very symbolic name that evoked a sense of rebirth we will keep that oh okay, so okay. so her name was nirvana i'm just kidding nirvana is being freed from the cycle of rebirth it's probably samsara so continue we so she we went down we went down the hill and i like you know she's like well you know you're in the right place you know it's good to adventure. It's good for the soul. You know, this is a very powerful town. You know, you're exactly where you need to be. And then she, we hugged. And that was it. 
And the next morning, my friend woke up and was like, Maxwell, come here. I have a gray hair on my head, which I've never had before. Like a white, his hair, the front of his hair turned white. And then I hadn't noticed it. But the day after, um, there was a strand of my hair, which I've never had a white or gray hair. And I'm not just saying that to be vain. I had one too. So something weird happened in that town. And we left and that's amazing a couple other things that were interesting that happened is that our uber driver in bristol knew the cray twins which are notorious notorious gangsters he said that he had been sort of a he alluded to kind of being a criminal before like way back (laughs) when before he became an uber driver and he said that he had he had known one of them personally but his brother had been really involved with them and one of the cray twins had threatened his brother but his brother had this truck and his brother approached one of them in the bar and said, if you threaten me, my name, my family or again, I'm going to drive my truck straight through your apartment. And he never bothered him again. Good. Want to know something spooky? What? I just got a notification on my phone about Uber. I don't have Uber. Huh. But you huh. just said Uber. Weird. Just, it's not that big of a deal. It's Venmo plus Uber equals my new favorite combo, which is not Not. Nah, no, we're no. not. But spooky. spooky. <laughs> so, that was, so that was cool. And that was very like my favorite murder-esque. So yeah, I guess he gave up the life of crime to be an Uber. He was really sweet. And he had like, I think the highest Uber rating I've ever seen. So clearly he's doing well, something. Well, because I'm sure he told everybody about his previous life of crime and they were like, <gasps> five stars! Five stars! <laughs> I tipped him. No, he was, he was a sweetheart. He had that, he had that very like, uh, oh, you know, like that kind of cockney. It was great. Yes. Oi. And Oy. then I would say to cap it off when I was in Scotland, Scotland is a very mystical land to begin with. There's a lot yes. of lore there, a lot of stuff around witchcraft. As my, my friend that I stayed with said, you know, what do you want from us or national animals? The unicorn. What did you expect? <laughs> and he lives in this, ver- and I won't give you the address, but it is Aww. a historic building in Glasgow oh, wow. that used to be a market. And it looks, you look at it and you're like, so how many ghosts live there? The answer none because they're all dead, dummy. At least one. So we were we were lounging around in this very modern apartment. I you know was a little tired, but you know he's Scottish, so he was giving me drinks and we're talking. And I was like, you know, this is the loveliest apartment I've seen, and it's so beautiful. I can't believe you live here. You know, in New York, everything is so expensive. The fact that this is so affordable just boggles my mind. And they're like, yeah, it's nice, and the ghost is pretty nice too. And I was just like, amazing. Continue. And the gist of it was that they're, they're at several points throughout their stay there, they would hear people whispering in their, or a man whispering in their ear, nothing Ooh. malicious. They did not get a weird vibe. The His roommate said that the only really intense encounter had was when she was in the shower and she saw a man enter and then abruptly leave, which to me almost thought that he was embarrassed and like kind of was like, oh, I'm sorry. And kind of like peaced out. But she he heard the shower going. He's a perv who felt bad about it. No, she said, I'm convinced that whoever is here haunting us is very, you know, kind. She also got into, we talked about like the culture of fairies and how they believe that there's, you know, we talked about how every culture on earth has like a little, a little people or an other people. Yeah. Like there were these people who like live side by side who had powers and then like there was a falling out with humanity and they went away, but sometimes you can still interact with them. And she very much believed in that. Like I, I thought they were just kind of teasing me or just trying to take out, take the Mm -hmm. piss out of me because, you know, I was a foreigner or whatever, but she's like. Like, oh yeah, when here in Scotland, when you lose something, you at, you kindly ask for it back, mm-hmm. and then it shows mm-hmm. up again. 
Oh. So I was like, oh, so that's the fairies. And you're like, yeah, that's what we do. And I she's, love it. And she said, when I was growing up, we had this really beautiful garden. Because everything there is so old. It's, it's really, as Americans, it's hard to grasp how ancient things are there. When our, mm-hmm. our, our religion, our <laughs> society goes back about like 200 years, 300 years. Theirs goes back thousands of years. So she was like, we had this, you know, garden. And there was like this stone steps that we that came with the house that were old and kind of like a ruins we really didn't know what they were about but i used to play with the fairies and i was like can you elaborate on that miss (laughs) and she's like you know it's a childhood memory and it's one of those things that i can either chalk up to being a kid and it was just very imaginative but i have distinct memories of you know communicating and playing with creatures there i was like Hmm. interesting I love it. And then I guess to cap it off, uh, you know, then first night I was there, I thought I heard whispering when I was asleep. I But I also might have just been really out of it. But they say that one of the indicators of being in a haunted house is that it often sounds like you can hear people in the other room, like a TV is on. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. just kind of like... You know how we have an internal monologue going? My theory is that yeah. ghosts, you can hear that just because they are pure spirit. So, like, just you hearing their thoughts is kind of, like, this weird psychic echo. So oh. I, I I wasn't sure about it. And, again, I am a pragmatist, so, like, I need a little bit more than that. But the next morning, I was just, you know, sitting around the bedroom, just talking to my friend. He was, like, kind of waking up. And I was talking to him, and I looked up, and I saw almost what looked like, kind of like when you see someone vaping, like it's that kind of vapor, but it was luminous, and it lasted... Did it smell like cotton candy? No. (laughs) And it lasted for a few seconds, and it was kind of like a shimmer, and I saw it for... I was like... I remember looking and being like, I am seeing this, I am seeing this, and now it's gone. And I turned to Mikey, and I said, did you see that? And he said, no, what are you talking about? And I said... I saw what looked like kind of like a mist that just kind of like flickered into reality. And I looked, I looked around the room. None of the windows could cast any light. There was no cars. Cause that was the first thing I did. I was like, I'm just seeing like a reflection. And he said, Oh, that must've been the ghost. And then he, I know he was joking, but he turned to exactly where it was. And he said, hi. And he kind of waved. And I was like, Mikey, that's exactly where the vapor was. And he's like, yep, it's just our ghost. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> And then the day I was packing, the day I left, I saw it again briefly, just kind of like a flicker of like luminous vapor. And it wasn't like, this is a ghost. Oh, my gosh. Which is kind of how I always thought if I ever ran into one. It was kind of like, huh, that was weird. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was it. That was my supernatural experience in the UK. I love that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on. Our spoop our spoop anniversary spectacular. spectacular. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm so glad that your thought when you were by yourself in the woods was spoop hour preparing for this. <laughs> no, well, actually, That's all no. We ever wanted when I when I saw the ghost, I was like, oh, Sasha and Courtney have to hear about this. Like, yes, this you were tweeting about it for a long ass time, and then you did not say anything. We appreciate you but so much. But thank you for finally sharing. I saved it for you guys, okay? Yes, thank, you. thank you. We appreciate you saving yourself for us. Um, <laughs> and also, happy anniversary. You are thank one you. of my favorite podcasts. Oh, Please keep going strong, right? Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for yeah. being on our podcast again. Yeah, Anytime. We're just, we're going to have to get you on again. Yeah, and again yeah. and again. And again and again. <laughs> All the time. Wow, that was a really great story, Maxwell. Thank I, you. I liked how it was about ghosts and stuff. Oh, I was just going to leave it blank and then oh. just like edit in. <laughs> now you do something and leave a blank. And you can also catch us. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. No, I'm doing it wrong. By just the way. Like, just like that.
ghost lady was in your tower at night. We're going to be in Maxwell's other podcast, Everything is Crystals. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be listening to Maxwell and co-host Tom. Tom talk to us about Final Fantasy VI. Six. Because that's the one that we don't have a lot of knowledge about. Nope, I have zero knowledge Even about Even though it. I think my partner really loves Final Fantasy VI, Eight. and I know nothing about it, so I'm going to yeah, learn. Yeah, but he also doesn't know anything about Hamilton, so... So, it's so, even. It's fine. It's fine. So, that's where you can hit us up, and, and again, we're on the Instagrams, the Twitters. Since it's our one-year anniversary, we're going to get Facebook. We'll get some merch. Yes. We're going to do so many things. We're basically at Spoop Hour everywhere, everywhere. so Spoop find us. <laughs> Spoop it up, y'all. Bloop, 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 bloop. So, thank you for listening to us for the past year. I can't believe that we've been having loud conversations on the couch for a year. That's awesome. In different places. In different places. I'm proud of us. I am. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. This is a great project to participate in. We're doing it. Spooping it up. Spooping it up. Spooping it up hard. And if you're going to be mean, at least put on a bonnet. 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 Brett Brett is apparently very fertile. He's had a bunch of kids with his wife. Got it going on. I'm not in the gay way, just in a, hey man, I wanted to say that you're looking okay. (laughs) Why can't Uh, a heterosexual guy tell a heterosexual guy that he thinks his booty is fine? I'm putting all all the time, obviously, just when he's got his problems and self esteem. Don't let anyone tell you not hoppable. (laughs) Sorry, I'll stop. No, I want to let you go as long as you can because you've got to be on the Come on, Brett, now help me out now, Brett, you got. Going on, going on. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. I would have. Doesn't mean that I want to bum you. 